The Lord is all-pervading. As it is stated by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, everything is sustained by me, but at the same time, I am not in everything. Since the Lord is all-pervading, there is nothing existing without his knowledge. The all-pervasive nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead can never be within the limited knowledge of a living entity. Therefore, a person who has attained steadiness of the mind by fixing the mind on the lotus feet of the Lord is able to understand the Supreme Lord to some extent. It is the business of the mind to wander over varied subject matter for sense gratification. Therefore, only a person who engages his senses always in the service of the Lord can control the mind and be fixed at the lotus feet of the Lord. This concentration of the mind upon the lotus feet of the Lord is called samadhi. Until one reaches the stage of samadhi, or trance, he cannot understand the nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There may be some philosophers or scientists who can study the cosmic nature from atom to atom. They may be so advanced that they can count the atomic composition of the cosmic atmosphere, or all the planets and stars in the sky, or even the shining molecular particles of the sun, or other stars and luminaries in the sky. But it is not possible to count the qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As described in the beginning of Vedanta Sutra, the Supreme Person is the origin of all qualities. He is generally called Nirguna, Nirguna means without qualities. Guna means quality, and near means without. But impersonalists interpret this word nirguna as having no quality. Because they are unable to estimate the qualities of the Lord in transcendental realization, they conclude that the Supreme Lord has no qualities. But that is actually not the position. The real position is that he is the original source of all qualities. All qualities are emanating constantly from him. How, therefore, can a limited person count the qualities of the Lord? One may estimate the qualities of the Lord for one moment, but the next moment the qualities are increased, so it is not possible to make an estimation of the transcendental qualities of the Lord. He is therefore called Nirguna. His qualities cannot be estimated. One should not uselessly labor in mental speculation to estimate the Lord's qualities. There is no need of adopting the speculative method or exercising the body to attain mystic yoga perfection. One should simply understand that the distress and happiness of this body are predestined. There is no need to try to avoid the distress of the bodily existence or to attempt to achieve happiness by different types of exercises. The best course is to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead with body, mind, and words, and always be engaged in His service. This transcendental labor is fruitful, but other attempts to understand the Supreme Truth are never successful. Therefore, an intelligent man does not try to understand the Supreme Person, Absolute Truth, by speculative or mystic power. Rather, he engages in devotional service and depends on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He knows that whatever may happen to the body is due to his past fruitive activities. If one lives such a simple life in devotional service, 
then automatically he can inherit the transcendental abode of the Lord. Actually, every living entity is a part and parcel of the Supreme Lord and a son of the Godhead. Each has the natural right to inherit and share the transcendental pleasures of the Lord. But due to the contact of matter, conditioned living entities have been practically disinherited. If one adopts the simple method of engaging himself in devotional service, automatically he becomes eligible to become freed from the material contamination and elevated to the transcendental position of associating with the Supreme Lord. Lord Brahma presented himself to Lord Krishna as the most presumptuous living creature because he wanted to examine the wonder of his personal power. He stole the boys and the calves of the Lord in order to see how the Lord would recover them. After his maneuver, Lord Brahma admitted that his attempt was most presumptuous, for he was attempting to test his energy before the person of original energy. Coming to his senses, Lord Brahma saw that although he was a very powerful living creature in the estimation of all other living creatures within this material world, in comparison to the power and energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his power was nothing. The scientists of this material world have discovered wonders, such as atomic weapons, and when tested in a city or an insignificant place on this planet, such powerful weapons create so-called havoc. But if the atomic weapons are tested on the sun, what is their significance? They are insignificant there. Similarly, Brahma's stealing the calves and boys from Sri Krishna may be a wonderful display of mystic power, but when Sri Krishna exhibited his expansive power in so many calves and boys and maintained them without effort, Brahma could understand that his own power was insignificant. Brahma addressed Lord Krishna as Achuta because the Lord is never forgetful of a little service rendered by his devotee. He is so kind and affectionate toward his devotees that a little service by them is accepted by him as a great deal. Brahma has certainly rendered much service to the Lord. As the Supreme Personality in charge of this particular universe, he is, without a doubt, a faithful servant of Krishna. Therefore, he could appease Krishna. He asked that the Lord understand him as a subordinate servant whose little mistake and impudence might be excused. He admitted that he was puffed up by his powerful position as Lord Brahma, because he is the qualitative incarnation of the mode of passion within this material world, this was natural for him, and therefore he committed the mistake. But after all, Lord Krishna would kindly take compassion upon his subordinate and excuse him for his gross mistake. Lord Brahma realized his actual position. He is certainly the supreme teacher of this universe, in charge of the production of material nature consisting of complete material elements, false ego, sky, air, fire, water, and earth. Such a universe may be gigantic, but it can be measured, just as we measure our body as seven cubits. Generally, everyone's personal bodily measurement is calculated to be seven cubits of his hand. This particular universe may appear as a very gigantic body, but it is nothing but the measurement of seven cubits for Lord Brahma. Aside from this universe, 
There are unlimited other universes which are outside the jurisdiction of this particular Lord Brahma. Just as innumerable atomic infinitesimal fragments pass through the holes of a screened window, so millions and trillions of universes in their seedling form are coming out from the bodily pores of Mahavishnu, and that Mahavishnu is but a part of the plenary expansion of Krishna. Under these circumstances, although Lord Brahma is the supreme creature within this universe, what is his importance in the presence of Lord Krishna? Lord Brahma therefore compared himself to a little child within the womb of his mother. If the child within the womb plays with his hands and legs, and while playing, touches the body of the mother, is the mother offended with the child? Of course she isn't. Similarly, Lord Brahma may be a very great personality, and yet not only Brahma, but everything that be is existing within the womb of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord's energy is all-pervading. There is no place in creation where it is not acting. Everything is existing within the energy of the Lord. So the Brahma of this universe, or the Brahmas of the many other millions and trillions of universes, are existing within the energy of the Lord. Therefore the Lord is considered to be the mother, and everything existing within the womb of the mother is considered to be the child. And the good mother is never offended with the child, even if it touches the body of the mother by kicking its legs. Sitam Buddha Sandaram Kandar Bhagavati Kamaniya Vishesh Sobhan